It's been a while since we've been on here, and I don't know why we weren't. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, a long-awaited episode, I guess, of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, because we were supposed to do this back in December, and then the holidays screwed everything up, and then our lives kind of got in the way, work, everything, all that jazz. Got in the way, but we're finally going to finish out these two last matches of Death Match December. Just the two months late, I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund alongside J.O. It's been a while. We're finally getting to this. Oh man, what's the saying? Better late than never. For a second there, I thought it was going to be never though. Yeah, pretty much. We almost didn't finish this out. I, I, I apologize for not doing this two months earlier, but uh, we're here to finally do it. Our subject of this week's not this week's but this episode i think these are going to be posted not too far apart days wise but our first match we're looking at for this finish out of deathmatch december in february is going to be matt cardona and nick gage for the gcw world championship from game game changer wrestling's homecoming 2021 we'll be getting into that here in a little bit but the elephant in the room, we all know what happened last week. We got to talk about it because I want to get your thoughts on it. Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, gone from AEW. Who would have thunk it? Well, I was reading that. I thought there's no way he – and first of all, the fact that he was – it was confirmed he was going to go to WWE, that – made even less sense to me because everyone knows in the beginning his problems with wwe and why he started AEW. and i mean heck AEW would take shots at wwe almost any chance they could and now the fact that he's coming back it's just so shocking and i was looking i was reading through stuff and kenny omega made a kind of a comment he was cody was more about going after the wwe going after him the revolution Kenny and them, I think, were more of like Kenny and the Bucks. Their mindset was more of just put on a really good show. And I think that they kind of butted heads at that juncture. And then I I think Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated said part of the reason why Cody left was he lost booking power. Because that's that's I think that was kind of the reason – they were the big reason why he got involved with AEW in the first place was a part of that group. And right. – uh, but uh, it's just – it's interesting. And uh, I think Ross Wheatley, I, it, a guy I uh, – that we follow each other on Twitter. He's from Indiana. Um, he was – he had this long article he created, and it was kind of like, okay, is there – is this a shoot or is this a worked shoot in a way? Because, it, like, there's, like, signs pointing, pointing towards it being a worked shoot, and then who knows it, – it, there's a part in the back of my mind. Actually, it's not in the back of my mind, but there's like still a slit, slight chance. And I'm like thinking, this is a this is a work. And if it is a work, oh my gosh, what a work it is because they have everybody fooled. I don't know. I mean, do do does WWE like have this kind of long term booking uh, ability still? I don't think they do. Especially with uh, another promotion. I mean, you know how WWE feels about other promotions. They basically don't exist. Yeah, they, well, and they somebody 
pitched something. The coat they said the there's AEW and then the Cody verse inside of AEW. Mm. And I don't know his last few storylines weren't the greatest. The Anthony Agogo was one was sort. It was like international. The it was kind of like an old old style kind of feud where it was the the American good guy taking on the international menace kind of that kind of thing. And there was a promo he did in there that was kind of sort of you they didn't read the room well. Like it was received well on TV, like not on TV, but it was received well at Daly's place. But outside of that, like on social media, it kind of got ripped apart. And it didn't work out for him. There's a lot, there's a lot to digest when it comes to that. Everyone was they were teasing stuff last night on Monday night, raw even. That Miz was like my partner's dashing. I'm like, oh, dashing. I saw that. I yeah. didn't. I didn't watch it, but I heard. I read on social media on Twitter that somebody said they said that, and I'm like, oh lord. There. I watched Raw just because I heard there was a chance he was going to come out, and uh, I was severely disappointed. Well, apparently they got big plans for him. Big plans. If he's even going to WWE. I don't even know if he is or not. I won't I mean, believe I, it's one. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, initially when Tom Brady went to the Bucks, it was a I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Cody, him going back to the WWE, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I mean, big plans. What does that mean? What does that even mean? So let's say Lesnar wins at WrestleMania. Is it going to be? Cody Rhodes feuding with Lesnar for the championship now, undisputed? I don't know. They're teasing Rollins, possibly him feuding with Rollins coming up to WrestleMania, but we're kind of – they got to hurry up. <laughs> yeah. They've got to hurry up and get him in there if they're going to do that. But there's like – I remember hearing bust, on Busted Open, Boy Ray, there was a theory that maybe – or Dave LaGreca, one of the two, said that there was this – they think he might be booking for somebody. He'll be a booker for some company, maybe Ring of Honor once they come back. Something like that. I do not. I don't know, but it, it's it's one of the most interesting things in wrestling in quite a long time because it's one of the founding members of AEW. He leaves. He jumps. He just is gone. He doesn't renew his contract, and apparently it was about money. He was. I read somewhere that he was going to have asking for like three mil a year. He was asking for punk money. Jesus. And he's not going to get that. No. But I, and I was looking somewhere, the roster on AEWs, as much as I like AEW right now, as much as I like them, they have way too big of a roster now. Yeah, too big. They have over 100, I think it's over 110 wrestlers signed right now. So, I don't know. It's going to be – next few weeks will be interesting. Maybe he shows up on the Raw after WrestleMania. Maybe he doesn't show up in WWE at all. Maybe this is all a ruse. Maybe he <laughs> comes back to AEW and just becomes the biggest heel in the freaking industry. But the way they're acting, it's complete – it's not a work at all. It's complete shoot. But it remains to be seen. And speaking of uh, Cody, his buddy – Matt Cardona, it's about time we get into this match. This uh, 
match kind of, I think, started on the, well, it was said on the uh, Pro Wrestling for Life podcast, uh, transcribed by Chris Sigia from WrestlingNews.co, that Cardona said that this Gage Cardona feud happened all suddenly. Uh, I don't know, I can quote. I don't know if he tweeted me or a fan asked me to wrestle him and I wrote some smart ass comment back, but all of a sudden he started going off. I couldn't tell if he was joking or serious, but he seemed serious. Then the promotion GCW, they were promoting that I was going to be there at the show. And I'm not clear. I'm clearly, clearly not there. I was booked somewhere else. He's like, Matt's a bleep. And then that's about all the explanation I need. If you haven't watched this match this is from last year's gcw homecoming back last summer this is probably one of the most anticipated independent wrestling matches I, I can't imagine in quite some time because this is matt cardona going into a world he is completely new to he's facing the king of death matches nick gage and uh it's about time i think we get going on this representing Nick Gage here with the shirt on today for those who, who are watching. Well, if you're out, if you're just listening, I have the MDK all day shirt, which is a Nick Gage saying murder, death, kill gang. That's his gang of fans. And uh, let's get this match started. Are you ready? You have the match dialed up, J.O.? All set. All right. Shout out to Mr. Antonio on YouTube for posting this match. I'll make sure to drop the link in the description for this episode and uh, we're going to get this death match going. It'll start. We'll start watching with the uh, video buildup and then the entrances and everything. It's about 40 minutes or so. So, all right, three, two, one countdown, getting ready. Three, two, one, go. And this Cardone, Cardone is walking like John Moxley here. And then he reveals himself. And this just creates a whole bunch of headlines, a bunch of podcasts having. It's like this is this is built up pretty highly in the media. For an independent wrestling match. I just it, you just can't believe it's happening at this point. Right. Yeah, I forgot the other Chris Van Vliet show and then, oh, yeah, him with uh, David Arquette about killing him, robbing a mm -hmm. bank with no mask on. And this is and for people listening. This match was right before. Remember this later. This match happened the week before his match with Chris Jericho on AEW Dynamite. The infamous death match on AEW Dynamite. And who would have thought we would have seen that on Dynamite? Like, it, it was pretty dang close to, I was like, wow, this was borderline TV. This barely, this is close to not being on TV. So you said a week apart between two death matches? That's, that's a quick turnaround. Oh, no. No, it's really not. If you think <laughs> about it, these guys do death match tournaments, a lot of these wrestlers. True, true. Yeah, it, they do a lot of deathmatch tournaments. These are like matches in each night. I remember watching the G, uh, the Nick Gage Invitational in 20, I think it's 2017. 
and him and Matt Tremont, which are two probably two of the best deathmatch wrestlers in North America at that time. They had gone like through two matches previously that night, two death matches. They're all cut up and everything. And uh, here we go. We get Matt Cardona's entrance. We're at there at the Showboat, Hel- Ho- Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And uh, that's a decent sized crowd. Oh, it's it's packed in there. Like it was packed. Too bad we can't play the sound because it is just absolutely like it gets so loud in there. Cardona be loses his deathmatch virginity here. <laughs> Going into a world unknown. And like the GCW fan base, if you remember the ECW fan base, how rabid they are. It's probably it's about that level. Say so it again, it gets intense. It gets a little intense watching Cardona come out here in a moment. Well, both entrances you'll see. And then Cardona with the double birds, of course. Oh man. Like They're it's small. a mob it's a mob. Jesus. Who would have thought Matt Cardona now is probably the most famous independent wrestler in the U.S.? Well, you know what? He has a history of getting himself over. Oh, yeah. Uh, even at the chagrin of the, comp- of the company he's worked, companies he's worked for. Right. He's figured out a way to get himself over. Which is incredible the way well the way he uses social media and everything is it's it's genius. It's a far cry from the Long Island IC. <laughs> you may remember his uh his his tights where it's like one one leg was a uh, trunks and then one leg was a pants. I hated that. It looked so bad. <laughs> okay, Hogan. But yeah, this it, this has to be well at that time had to be the, probably one of the most hyped up matches in independent wrestling. It had to have been like I, that's just my take. I, this is what you want. Know as crazy as as crazy as it as it's uh crazy as it is to say this patch kind of got me into deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> well, I was like, it just made me curious. I'm like, really? This, and Cardona's gonna do a death match. Who would have what? <laughs> now I'm interested. Now you've piqued my interest. And I remember seeing the De- Nick Gage documentary too on uh, Dark Side of the Ring mob scene here. God. Yeah, well, his his entrance music you he uses is uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" by Metallica. Okay, that's a pretty dope entrance theme. Yeah. <laughs> It is like his like his entrance takes a while anyway because it's just he's trying to get through all these people because yeah. his his 
his fan base is like some of the most intense fans you'll ever see. God damn. So they really should have brought more than maybe four guys to bring him through the crowd. It's just, he, he just, uh, he just embraces it anyway. He doesn't really care. And there's a, you see what's setting sitting by the ring. Yeah, those, those action, action figure. Things? Yeah, and you know how big of a fan Cardona is of action figures. That's his, yeah. literally his podcast, the major wrestling figure podcast. And he's dapping it up with a kid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, somebody's got a pizza cutter. <laughs> a freaking pizza cutter, like fo- like a foam. Oh foam. I don't even know if it's foam. It's like it looks like something, a piece of paper attached to something. Well, it's not the first time we'll see a pizza cutter tonight. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, just gonna do a quick lap, it looks like. Hey, you know what? Gotta give the people what they want. Game changer wrestling. And probably without this match, they wouldn't have got the Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm -hmm. Too, you think about GCW did get the Hammerstein Ballroom earlier. uh, It was actually about exactly a month ago. They got to do a show with the Hammerstein in New York City, which that's pretty infamous. ECW's home at one point. You see, did you see that Sean Waltman appeared there? No, I didn't. He did. He attacked Cardona and Brian Myers after the match. After it was a uh, Cardona against uh uh oh Joey Janela. And they did this all this remember the Edge not Edge but RVD John Cena match from yeah. one they did all the tropes from that match. They literally recreated pretty much everything from that match, including the guy with the helmet on. Ended up being Brian Myers, Cardona's best friend, spearing Janela through a table. That's kind of funny. And then they had uh, they had a uh, Sean Waltman come back, come out afterward, and attack both of them. Hit the hit the X factor on Cardona, which is just a face buster. Like he, Waltman's in like really good shape. Cardona looks like a straight, like Cardona looks like a meatball. I say he's kind of red. Very red. Very red, yes. Well, that Long Island, he's in that Long Island tan. Why choose white to wear to the ring? No idea. <laughs> This is your first time watching this, by the way, J.O., isn't it? It is, yes. You don't have, you're not a deathmatch virgin anymore. You've watched quite a few. You watched at least two or three so far. This is, I think, the fourth, if I remember correct. 
saying all of those were pretty damn good. Uh, next week, it's going to be a new level. Ne- not next week, but whenever the next episode posts, by the way. Supposedly, this is like the craziest one coming up. Like, Oh, wow. Because it's from Japan. Big Japan. I think it's Big Japan Wrestling. I think November 20th, 2009. Jun Kasai versus Ryuji Ito. And I have watched... Jun Kasai is like deathmatch legend in japan and i've watched some of those japanese death matches who some of that stuff's hard to stomach at times but now mlj the ring announcers got a ski mask on for nick gage's intro which is probably the best intro in professional wrestling if you've ever heard it and if you haven't heard it just go look it up on youtube because it's one of the coolest intros you'll ever see introductions for a guy in a match and the the manager of nick gage is dewey donovan which he it's a he's been a long time manager of nick gage so if i remember correctly that's a nice shade of green on the jacket hey do the do dewey donovan MDK all bleeping day. The man, the king, the bleeping god of this bleep. Nick effing Gage. Oh, wait, my, I got to, I got ahead of myself. There we go. Official, I think his name's Chris Levin. Oh, oh. Spinebuster to kick things off. Gage laid it into him early with the boots. Pretty stiff shots. I mean, that's probably going to be the easiest part of the match for those stiff shots. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Are we already, he's already getting the plunder out. Up, uh, you know what you know what that box is filled with, right? The light tubes. Oh. Always the light tubes. Old reliable. <laughs> yeah, you are crazy, Nick Gage. Just, just, just a little bit out of your mind. Oh, souvenir box for people. You're taking way too much time, Mister Gage. Oh. Oh, no. You know what's coming here. Broski boot. Oh, no. Not the woo, woo, woo. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with the thumb down. Cardona knows how to find the hard cam. That's for sure. Nick Gage is already busted open. Their match just started. Oh. Yep. 
break just break the light tube over your head. No big deal. Now Cardona's like, yep, but this is not my thing. I gotta get out, get the hell out of here. Gotta get out of Dodge. Oh, no. He can't help. He can't get away. Nope. They're not letting him leave. (laughs) And like this GCW fan base absolutely hates Cardona. We're right in the chairs. Like this fan base absolutely hates him. And uh, Cardona, man, that dude's been on fire recently. I mean, you could argue he's been on fire ever since he left the dub. That's the thing. He left the. He said he he his. Uh, I think one of his catchphrases is, "WWE was my developmental." <laughs> I like oh, that. Right in the chair. The main roster was my develop, developmental, which, which honestly, you look at him now, it's like, yeah, you gotta, can't can't argue that, really. Yeah, yeah. The dude's now the Impact Digital Media Champion, the Absolute Intense Wrestling World Champion, and now he's became one of the, he won one of the most prestigious titles in all of wrestling, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, that has a lineage going back like 100 years. Who would have thought? And I think it's in, in major part due to this match, what, ha- what he did in this match. Because I don't think that ha- none of this happens without this match. And Oh, oh no, oh, the action figures. Oh, the humanity. They have a family. They have a family, by God. Oof. You're Cardona, you're telling them to move. They're not gonna move for you. And you move for them. Cardona wants them to count them out. There's no count out in a death match. There no count outs? There's no count out in a death match. Ooh. I've Uh-oh. never seen yeah like before up until this point I'd never seen Cardona do anything like that. Say he made it look easy. Tope con hello. You never would have in a million years I you would have told me that in 2021 that Matt Cardona would be having a death match. He is the most anti death match guy I think I've ever seen. Like he <laughs> you would never see him like it's just like you get this idea of, oh, who would who would a guy, what guy from WWE would do a death match? And if you would have told me Cardone, it's like, no way. No. Not ever. Oh, Pizzle for his light tube virginity. He just lost it there. Oh. Oh, God. There's blood everywhere. I like I what I like about this match. They build up to what you eventually see, and that's Cardona getting it handed to him. I liked how the, I like how it builds up to that. Because you know, Gage eventually gets his at some point, right? Just not right then. Ooh. Not then with a scoop slam. 
Gage with a powerful kick out. Cardona, you're kidding me. Did you not watch the tape? There's a lot of tape on this guy. Did you watch any death matches before this, buddy? Any? Did you watch film? Did you prepare? Yeah, did, did you not know this guy almost died? This guy actually died on a heli- in a helicopter, and then he, he was actually medically dead for a few minutes, and now he, and he's still re- doing death matches now? Because <laughs> the guy, like, got, I think it was at a CZW tournament of death, he got stabbed underneath the armpit and was actually had to get airlifted in a helicopter, and he was actually dead for a few minutes. Jeez. How about the stuff they put themselves through? My goodness. Now Cardona. Oh, just egging on the crowd. What a jerk. Oh, no, he's going for the sack rider. He's stealing Effie's move. Nope. DDT. Oh, Gage ain't going to go for a cover there. I like this move, though. Oh, elbow into the chair. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, he just picked uh, picked a thing of glass out of his hand. Gosh, that could not have felt good. Oh, here we go. Oh. Now, now there's the glass. A pane of glass. And that ain't no sugar, whatever they call glass. That's not fake glass. That's that's as legit as they get. Because Gage don't mess around with that stuff. Because I remember in the Jericho match the, for the death match on TV, he's like, it needs to be real glass. It's, it's real glass. It's not fake the fake stuff. And he he was like very he was like dead set. It's like that needs to be real glass because that's not a real death match unless it's real glass. Cardone was like, I'm just trying to get out of there with an in, with with my life intact at this point. I say Cardona's jacked cool. here. Oh my god, dude! I could when he was coming out, I could not stop t- uh, staring at his uh, traps. Dude's freaking jacked. He's yoked. I mean, to be fair, he's always been pretty cut. Ooh. Cardona's been dominant for like what the last five or six minutes at least. I like the camera shot, actually. The hard cam. Yeah. See, is, I don't know if it's just the angle that they film with that, but the past few death matches, the rings just look super small compared to what I've been used to watching WWE. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, some of those matches, like the AIW one with uh, Dominic Garini and Joshua Bishop, that one looked kind of small. That ring looked pretty small, if I remember correctly. 
Gage looks completely out of it right now. Oh, reversal. Ooh. Cardone, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. And Gage is loving every second of it. And What's he about to say? Oh, nice save. Oh, never mind. And Cardona's like, oh, great. I signed. I didn't sign up for this, did I? <sighs> Mr. Gage is a madman. And now it's time for Nick Gage to have some fun. Which means no, it's not good for Matt Cardona. Not at all. And now the blood. Oof. Cardona's back's kind of cut up now. But the way the light tubes explode is always cool to see. Yeah. See, I the thing is there's certain like stuff in death match matches like I can the light tubes, they don't bother me at all, really. Oh no, not really. Unless like a Nick Gage situation happens where he Yeah. It's really, really bad. That uh, yeah, I can usually I can pretty much stomach the light tubes. There's a certain other things that I uh, it's kind of hard to. Bare back too. Pretty much. Oh, now it's a now it's a now it's broke. See that's broken piece off of that now. Yep, very sharp. I'd imagine. And now he's got to give the fans what they want. Oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> oh, geez, that's even sharper. Oh. <laughs> what the? <laughs> that was an interesting replay. Oh, Jesus. Just broke it over the top. Oh, my gosh. A dang shank at that point. What in the world did I get myself into? Up oh, here we go. Now we now the now the pizza cutters in play. There it is. There it is. That is not going to be used to cut any pizzas here tonight. No. Oh God. Well, Cardona is certainly looking like a pizza right now. Three tubes. Watching them shatter. His back is so torn up already. It's a mess. Add props to him, though, man. He... Oh, oh, God. Breaking it across his head. Pretty sure he just licked it too. 
And Cardona's just dropping F-bombs. They actually branded those kind of pizza. They, they made like a MDK pizza cutter. They sold see, those online. Let's see. I don't think I'd want to eat pizza at his house, though, because I don't know if he's washed those. Yeah. Are those sanitary? Yeah. <laughs> Have those been used on people? Oh, which which pizza cutter do you want me to want? Uh, the one I used on Cardona, the one I used on John Moxley. Which one? Which pizza cutter do you want me to use? I'll take neither, to be honest. <laughs> and this is not the end. That shirt used to be white. It did. Oh, more. Ah, uh, right in the oh. mouth. Uh, the mouth. Right in the mouth. Oh, oh, the humanity. God. You know what was cool, actually? Like, Nick Gage is really the one of his next big matches was against Moxley, and they had McFoley on commentary. A deathmatch wrestling legend in his own right. Yeah, like Mick was, Mick was fantastic on commentary, which I don't I, – that, that's expected, especially yeah. that's when it's his style of match, which may, actually really any style of match is Mick's style of match. And he is a, he's a good talker. Yes, very, very good. Cardona's back wasn't shredded enough already. A third time. He's got to get every, he's got to get all, he's got to get it all the way around. He's got to give everyone a look at it. Now he's biting his head. (laughs) Cardona, you can, you can read his lips. He is not having a good time. He is not having fun anymore. He was having fun for the first five or six minutes, but then after that, he's like, yeah, I kind of want to go home. Where's my girlfriend Chelsea at? Well, my fiance now. Well, they're married now, Chelsea Green and him. Where's my wife at? Help me, please. Oh, God. Goodness. What's next? Are they getting a pane of glass again? Oh, no. Well, another chair. Setting up chairs. Well, those are all some of them are, are already bent. And yeah. <laughs> well, there was a death match earlier this evening in this at this show. It was Drew Parker versus Alex Cologne, which was a crazy death match in and of itself. Oh. 
Ah! Just bites people. Setting them up underneath the chairs. And oh, there's, the there's a pane of glass. How's Cardona even alive now? Just barely. What devious idea does he have now? Goodness gracious, there's so many people in there. Took way too much time. How do you smile after that? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be smiling. I'd be like, get me out of this joint, dude. I think he's just embracing it now. It's like, okay, I'm at this point. I'm bleeding pretty bad. Oh, well. Oh, God. Time for a superplex. Not the radar superstar. Super it's the superplex. Oh. That was not good for anybody. No. I think Cardona got the worst of it. I would have put money on Cardona getting the worst of that. Yeah, I would agree to that. Well, especially with his back being just absolutely exposed. He made a good decision in wearing gloves, but he didn't make a good decision in yeah. uh, a tire, shirt attire. Like, if you knew you're coming into this, wear the thickest shirt you can find, like a denim jacket or, or something. Or just wear a shirt like Nick Gage at least. Wear a t-shirt, yeah. not a cutoff. And I know you got to show off the, the meat, the man meat. Oh, my gosh. Get his freaking arm, man. Double. A tiger bomb? Oh, my. That left arm, man, is mangled. Yep, Cardona did get the worst of that. Oh, my God. That's a lot of blood. That's a lot. Jiminy Christmas, man. You can't say Cardona didn't put himself out there. That's... Oh. He earned my respect this night. Sack Ryder. Nope. Choke breaker. Oh. Oh, this is the Jericho music playing. They're they're playing Judas on the speakers, and it was mind games. I was about to say, what the? Everyone was getting all excited, and then nobody showed up. I become, I become, I become. 
Oh, the druid coming out, and that's not. Oh, the guy has got brain busted on there. No idea who that guy actually ended up being. No idea who that was. Mind games played by Chris Jericho. <laughs> Oh, code breaker. Speaking of Chris Jericho. Oh, he didn't break Nick Walls down. Nick Gage's walls down completely there. Mm-mm. And break the code to beat him either. Like it's not even well, that sure ain't even white anymore. Like there's no, no there's barely like any white left. It's like that's one stripe down the middle, and that's it. Is white. It's like the only white part left of the shirt. Kick to the nuts. Pile driver. Oh. Always gotta get another one. Oh, another one? Another one. Measure? Another one. Like DJ Khaled would say. And here comes of oh, nobody yet. Oh. This is the crew that he does not like. 440. These are his arch arch enemies. Nick Gage's arch enemies. What the hell are they doing here? One of them is Atticus Kogar. Pretty good deathmatch wrestler himself. Fallway slam. Oh. Like, yep, I'm going to get out of here. And there's still broken glass everywhere. Oh, it's four on one. That's real fair. The numbers game. Here comes Ricky Shane Page, even though he is a he's like the leader of 440. Nick Gage is one of Nick Gage's arch enemies, two biggest rivals. RSP. Him and Kogar are gonna get going at it now. Oh, what a slap. You don't slap your leader. What arch enemies teaming up? What a twist. Tom Fool are you going on here? Well, Matt Cardona's recovering. Say if Oscar Dona, I would have used this chance to escape. 
Just get out of here. Two choke breakers. Setting up a light tube bundle in a corner for him. Oh, he wants the boot. He wants the big boot. The face wash. Oh, what a Ooh. jerk. All for that. Light tube bundle to the freaking noggin. Oh, God, again? Oh, my God. Sheesh. No, no. The sack rider. Or radio silence, as they like to call it. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> the biggest riot I've ever probably seen in wrestling. <laughs> On a pay-per-view. Actually just throwing stuff out. Yeah, Cardone just won the GCW world title from their, the company's biggest star. I hope none of those were glass beer bottles. Oh, they were, they were, at least, they were aluminum at least. There's some aluminum thrown in there. There's people throwing pizza cutters in there, too. <laughs> the boyhood dream has come true. Oh, jeez. It's like, where's he going to go? Everyone there hates him. Well, it's one of those moments that'll live on forever. And Cardona gets to his gets the heck out of there, and hopefully to a hospital, or just at, yeah, he does. He needs to get out of there, period, because there are probably people looking for him. And that's it. What a match! Your thoughts? These de death matches are always so good. And I always thought, you know, death matches, like, let's just kill the other person. But no, they, they have, some of them have build to them. Some of them have stories to tell. It's, they're good. I like, I, I like the story there at the beginning, especially with Cardona. It's like, oh, wait, Cardona's getting the advantage early. He's getting a little too overconfident. And then Nick Gage beats the living crap out of him. And then a freaking giant swerve at the end where Cardona actually wins. Nobody would have thought Cardona would have won. <laughs> They put Cardona over there. What an insane, insane match. Oh my gosh. That was that was wild. That was a lot of fun. I I, I love that's that's like a that's a match I'll go back and watch from time to time just for fun because I'm like, this is just it's just fun. It's fun to watch. Entertaining. Santa so scale of like one to ten on the death match scale, what would you rate it? I I'd probably give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. See, you, you know more about it than I do. Well, it, it, like these. Well, Cardona's a new deathmatch guy. Yeah, but yeah. With yeah. the with the story with the story build up around it and everything, it's it's just a lot of fun. I give it an eight. An eight, because yeah, I didn't even think about that when I asked it, but they probably eased him into it, not like a super deathmatch. Because in terms of 
some of the ones we've seen. This felt a little more tame, slightly. So I was going to say a s- seven, a strong seven, maybe even a six. Oh, oh, that's a little low to me, but hey, we all we all have our uh, opinions on that, and that's what's good. Nice. Don't have to get in a tizzy about it, people. <laughs> we got to respect each other's opinions even though you don't agree with them. So that's all good in the hood, but the craziness is going to get amped up another notch here next week. Next week. Why do I keep saying next week? It's next time. I always say I'm so used to saying next week when we do episodes, but shortly after this one being posted, probably a day or two at least, it will have this one. Our next watch along will finish up Deathmatch December in February, June Kasai versus Ryuji Ito from Big Japan Pro Wrestling, November 20th, 2009. You know why November 20th is a significant day, right, J.O.? What day? November 20th. November 20th. That I don't know. I think I know somebody who has a birthday that day. Ah, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, I think I stopped talking to him a while ago. Yeah, why, I know. <laughs> nah, he's kind of he's kind of a loser at this point but no it, it's my birthday it's my birthday but uh but june uh, november 20th 2009 june kasai versus ryuji ito somebody on twitter recommended me this match his name's keegan dimitrievich dimitrievich if i if i pronounced his name correct i apologize if i did if i pronounced it incorrectly but this match is supposedly in freaking insane and we look forward to bringing that to you here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show next time. Before, though, we go, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook and Twitter at Sig Daddy Wrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. And TikTok as well. You can find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show there as well. And then, J.O., where can everyone find you? On Twitter and Instagram, same handles, at Jeremy or Das, all lowercase. Tight, tight. And you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to leave a review, five stars, if you really like the show. And uh, we hope you do. Looking forward to next time, June Kasai, Ryuji Ito, finally closing out Deathmatch December from Big Japan pro wrestling till next time that's jo i'm skyler sig daddy sigmund so long everybody